Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Halftime brought to you by Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge. Just off 680 and 48th Street next to Cubby's. It's Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge. Is this uh, from your home collection? <laughs> what is this? Is something out of like Napoleon Dynamite? No, it sounds like no. it. Uh, it's Tool. It's called Intermission. It leads into a really sweet guitar riff in the next song. Oh. But talking about baseball made me think of this. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah. Kind of an organ little yeah. sound to it. Okay. Uh, welcome back in 811 on a uh, Tuesday morning. Last hour, we talked to Doug Woodard, head basketball coach at Bellevue West, up on the. Uh, Radio replay page. You can always uh, join the conversation, 951-1620, or in the Equitable Bank inbox. We'll always take an email or two or three or four and read them on the air. Uh, Gary at 1620thezone.com, Hanley at 1620thezone.com, or, of course, on Twitter at GarySharp1620 or at Nick1620. Brian Christopherson and Darren DeVries coming up a little bit later. Uh, also, Jimmy's got an uh, update coming. And more on Omaha women's basketball plays in the Summit League final today. So they play at 1 o'clock. They play South Dakota State in Sioux Falls. Second time in three years they've been in the final. Does anybody know that they're in the final? Well, Jimmy mentioned we it during the deuce. But, yeah, I, I was looking uh, last night just to see if, if they'd made it. No, you know, our, our boy John calling the action as well. But uh, I'm sure he packed accordingly. Isn't, isn't this crazy? Your point, though. So they are. Yes. So second time, if, if, if Nebraska or Creighton women were playing in their conference finals in their tournament, it would probably lead off our show. Yeah, yep. you the, would know about it. The Omaha women, who for the second time in the last three years, and they were preseason last in their conference, their pick, uh, a lot of unknown about them, but uh, Elena Pilakuda mm-hmm. and Grace Cave from Weeping Water are two of their better players. They went in as a six seed. They beat the three seed. Then yesterday they beat the 10 seed. And for the second time in three years, they're playing in the final, and they'll play South Dakota... State. They play South Dakota State. I was trying to think of who they, I think they, they played their South Dakota State or South Dakota their last time. And South Dakota State has won 20 games against zero losses in the Summit League. Mm-hmm. But they have no, Omaha women's basketball has no presence whatsoever. This actually should be a big deal. And, and maybe we're, we're telling on ourselves for not talking about it. But we're not the only ones. Nobody is talking about this. Right. I, I don't know if, I, don't, I doubt like the TV stations will go to Sioux Falls. They briefly uh, mentioned it yeah, on Channel world, 6 and moved world, on. The World Herald, probably, gee, I don't know, Gene's going up to, to Sioux Falls. They don't really they don't really have like a monster fan base. Right. But it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird balance of they've been in the Summit League tournament for two of the last three years, which is a big deal. I mean, if, if it was men's basketball, we were talking about this off air earlier, I, that everybody in town would be talking about yeah. it. Um, and I'd be... You'd be there. Yeah, I'd be there. <laughs> But there, but no one is talking about this, and I think it's a direct reflection of, you know, there's, they, they have no presence in the community, which is weird because they do have in-state and local kids on their roster. Um, but does anybody know who the head coach is? I mean, that's probably a problem. You don't, you don't know who the head coach is. It's just, it's weird because this is like they could go to the NCAA tournament for the first time, and, and, and from an athletic department that has been really good on the women's side. 
they're on a nice run of Omaha Athletics where their women's teams are doing well, whether it be uh, Tim Waters with soccer all yeah. the way you know, through volleyball. Matt Buttermore, volleyball is back in the Summit League final. They're on the cusp of going to the NCAA tournament. And, you know, softball is really, really good. It's just, it's just strange how this is, like, not really a big deal. No, you're, right, you're but, right. But, but, you can but, watch but, them on TV and everything. Uh, and if they be on what ESPN, what, you, the you. women are on ESPN two or ESPN U. Yeah, yeah. you. And, like think about the the first time that Omaha made it. Obviously, Sharpie knows this one very well. But I, I went out there that night, kind of had the whole day planned around it. But I remember talking to friends, and they were gearing their evening around that ESPN2 broadcast and getting to sports bars, having watch parties when they were playing South Dakota State that night. Like, for one moment during that season, Omaha men's basketball sort of cornered everything else because you didn't have Creighton playing. You didn't have Nebraska playing. So it was very similar to when Nebraska or Creighton is playing in a big game. People were talking about it all day long. Even... Fast forward to when they played North Dakota State, where you really felt they had a shot to win because this time you didn't have the home court advantage for South Dakota State. And you felt like, okay, Omaha could really get this done. And it was exactly the same. Everybody was revolving their evening around watching that game. There was a buzz all day leading up to the tip here in Omaha. How many people even remember that Omaha women's basketball was in the Summit League final two years ago? Yeah, well, that was that was a little odd because it was the COVID year and you couldn't. You right, know, it was like friends and family that could go, and they weren't playing. They were playing at the Pentagon, but like this year, like there's no. I mean, you might go to a sports bar today, and it's you know, granted, this is another problem with the Summit League. The Summit League has no presence in Omaha. Right, I'll get to the couple of things I learned about the Summit League when I was in Sioux Falls over the weekend. Is there's no promotion here, so you know you, you don't. You, you would know about it. Yeah, you, you don't. If you don't pick up a paper or, or you don't, you don't listen to John. You have no idea that they're still playing. It just is it's just kind of weird. I, I think it's a little bit of they have a extremely small fan base. They don't really promote women's basketball, and you don't know much about the team. They're not really out there. Like the head coach, I don't, most people don't even know who her name is. But yet she's been. You know, she was hired by Trev, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Banks, and she's been to the Summit League final two of the last uh, three years. Now they got a. Heck of a challenge today, but it's March. I mean, you never there, know. There are many mid-major programs that can say that they've been to it, and they went as a, I think it was an eight seed two years ago, and they're going as a six seed today. And like John had said last week, considering where the season started, with some of the blowout losses that they had to be in this position, is it's actually a pretty remarkable story that nobody knows about. That's kind of why I threw a little dig. Hey, you can watch it on TV because you talked about it last week. You can never find them on TV, any of the Summit League games. So yeah, this is a big deal. Especially women's basketball if you're not South Dakota State, which is the premier program along with South Dakota who had a down year in that league. I just I, I wonder curious observation. I just it, it's a it's kind of I don't know. It's there's the good and there's a, probably a lot more bad that you would not know they're in the final. Yeah. But I, but I think that's it's a little bit on the promotion of the program and the program in general with the head coach. Yeah, I would, yeah, it's not the people's fault. I would think that, yeah, if you're a little bit more front and center about it, what you're doing in the postseason, if there's a little more attachment to that program, then 
Yeah, there's a little more excitement. You're drumming up a little more excitement. One o'clock basketball too. You, know? you can Extended give yourself the afternoon and off. Hey, yeah. hey, and I and I, again, I, we don't see them like from the men's side because they used to play double headers, and now right, we don't. We, I think we had a double header this year in the non-con, so that's the only time that I've ever like crossed paths with a women's basketball. I mean, we don't see them at all. Yeah, um, is probably a lot of people gave up on them. Their first game of the year was at Nebraska, and they got run out of the building. You know, and they're not, they don't, I think they're still below 500. Yes. With the record, but you can't deny two trips to the Summit League final in three years. And I mean, it'll be tough today, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do make it interesting. Uh, Elena Pilacuda is a beast down low. I mean, you get the ball in the paint, but not many people in college basketball at the mid major level that are going to be able to, to slow her down. Which so, is great to see because she has been from day one. She's been there like for 12 years. Very raw, and yeah. she has developed into a hell of a player. I just know this. If Creighton was in a similar situation today at one o'clock for the Big East finals, even though yeah, I, were, I know they played last night, yeah. but you know if they played today, or obviously we know if Nebraska was playing at one o'clock, you would have multiple media outlets there covering. There would again that buzz that I mentioned about even when the men's basketball team was in the Summit League tournament finals a couple times. I mean, Gary's going to Chicago if they play Saturday. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're leaving at six. Right now that is kind of lacking, and it's it's disappointing. And I don't think a lot of that has to do with, yeah, but they're playing South Dakota State, and South Dakota State's an absolute beast. So cool that they made it, but I'm not holding out hope. I don't think that's it because, to your original question, how many people realize that Omaha is in that conference yeah. final to begin with? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bellevue West Joey, who probably has loved this talk today, uh, writes in, I'll be honest, I know nothing about Omaha women's basketball. Saw the 10 o'clock news last night, and they, they briefly showed highlights from the semis. Saw they won while I was in Sioux Falls, and I was asked about them, and I was like a deer in the headlights. Wish I knew more about them, because I definitely would have went to a game. Yeah, uh, They've got to promote themselves. Like that, a lot of that has to do with the head coach being out in the community and stuff like that. Like I'll give him credit. When Chris Crutchfield took over, and Darren Hanson was fantastic, You know, mm-hmm. even, even though he... You know, he's a guy that lived in Bellevue forever, and everybody knows D.H. D.H. still was out in the community. So whenever you saw him, you thought about Omaha men's basketball. Chris Crutchfield moves back to Omaha, and Crutch and his team were everywhere. I mean, everywhere in the offseason. They were at community events. They were at parades. They were out promoting. He was speaking events. He was playing golf with people. I mean, he was promoting his program, and that's a little bit, you know, some coaches don't see that as their obligation. But at that level, it is, and I think that's a problem with w- women's basketball. Is the head coach doesn't get out and promote the program, even though they have something to, you know, they've got definitely something to to sell, and they've got local players yeah. on their roster. So I mean, it, it'd be an incredible accomplishment if they were able to pull off that today, because they're going to play probably before eight to ten thousand people in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Now, Oral Roberts caught a huge break last night. North Dakota State for the fifth straight year is going to the summer league final, and they are. This time of the year, Dave Richmond is money. They have a 6'11 player who's getting a lot of NBA hype, Grant Nelson. Probably will also get a, uh, a lot of hype for, hey, why don't you go in the portal? But they have a really good program at North Dakota State. And last night, they dominated South Dakota State. They dominated South Dakota State. And they're playing a road game. Okay. And, and, I, I, and I'll be honest, I think Omaha gave North Dakota State the blueprint on how to beat South Dakota State. Because Zeke Mayo wasn't good. They played really well on defense. Um, you know, William Kyle III was neutralized for the second straight game. But what it does is it averts what could have been a major, and it, and it you know, Oral Roberts could still get beat tonight. Uh, that's very much a possibility, but the league needs Oral Roberts to be in the tournament. 
Because Oral Roberts is on the cusp of being a top 25 team. Mm -hmm. It's unheard of in the Summit League. I think it's been since 87 that a Mm -hmm. Summit League team has been ranked. And Oral Roberts has a chance to go into the tournament and win a game or two as an 11 seed, which, again, is unheard of in the Summit League. Their metrics aren't great to get an at-large if they're knocked out because they play in the Summit League. Summit League doesn't help them. But here's the other part of they averted something last night with North Dakota State's win is if Oral Roberts had to play South Dakota State in Sioux Falls to go to the NCAA tournament, their head coach who already is not happy that the tournament is there and the format, oh, it would have been ruthless on him. Now, he's not super popular in Sioux Falls. Paul Mills is his name. Um, but for them to have to play a road, a true road game to go to the tournament, he would have been beside himself, especially if they would have lost. Well, and you've seen this. You've seen this in the finals, being down on the floor when UNO played in their first one. Omaha played in their first one against South Dakota State. I remember watching that in the stands, and you did. You felt like you were at a South Dakota State home game. Well, yeah, Saturday, Saturday night was a prime example. Yeah. There were, I don't know, maybe 40 Omaha fans there. And, and they, and I the mean, they take over it. that hotel. I mean, it's yeah, every, yeah. the, the blue it, and gold is everywhere. Yeah, they, the South Dakota State fans, they save up all year to go to that <laughs> tournament. And, and, and good on them. Jackrabbit invitation. But, but it, it has an impact. Yeah. And so Paul Mills is really kind of the first coach publicly to do this. And, and I, you know, and, and Bellevue West Joey was up there on, on Saturday night. And there were some other people that, I know listen to our show that for the first time they went up to Sioux Falls and they put on a really good experience. And I I, I like the city. It looks of Sioux like Falls. fun. I like the city of Sioux Falls. It's a really nice arena. I like the Summit yeah, League it's people. It's a great setup. But prepare yourself. Paul Mills, who has got a program, you know, that they think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament every year. He's the first coach to publicly say, we need to get out of Sioux Falls. There are other people, because I heard it more from not just the Oral Roberts people, but people from the Dakotas that say, yeah, we might have to start looking at making this more of a neutral site tournament, maybe a Minneapolis, maybe an Omaha, maybe a Kansas City, possibly to move the Sioux Falls, move the tournament out of Sioux Falls. They make a lot of money. It's the signature thing for the league. They've got a brand new commissioner who is forward thinking that yep. is going to do big things for the Summit League. Likes Omaha too. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they've, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a very good media deal that's going to come out before the next basketball season. So they got a commissioner that is open to ideas, but that community latches onto that tournament and they make so much money for the uh, the uh, city of Sioux Falls. If they get that tournament out of Sioux Falls, oh my. <laughs> but don't be surprised if you start hearing like the XL Energy Center being the host of the Summit League tournament in like two years or so. There's more, there is more, I've never... Never in my time going up there have I heard more people complain about the tournament being in Sioux Falls and the advantage for South Dakota State. It's a major advantage. And South Dakota. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you bring up the XL Energy Center, too, because, again, with Josh Fenton, what he came from, the NCHC, very good relationship with the city of Minnesota, the Twin Cities, and St. Paul, and being able to sort of incorporate that, too. With St. Thomas being a part of this, even Kansas City, like I think of if it's in Omaha, if it's in Kansas City, if it's if it's in Minneapolis, those schools aren't still going to have the same type of home court advantage or bring the same type of fan base into an arena environment that South Dakota State would and would constantly do at the Sanford Premier Center. So I, I can understand. I, I would assume that even North Dakota and North Dakota State are not well, thrilled with this. It, ha- 
I mean, North Dakota State hasn't traveled well. Nope. They're playing in the final. They, they usually they, they do. Yeah, they don't. They didn't. They don't. They haven't traveled very well this year. Now they're they're not the f- number one or number two seed. They're the third, the three seed. And they have a great year, but there's you know this time of the year they play well in Sioux Falls. Yeah, they didn't. There weren't a lot of fans in green and gold. What was their seed the year that Omaha played them in the final? Uh, four. And, and that surprised me watching that game. I thought, okay, North Dakota State's still going to have more fans than Omaha, but man, it was scarce between those two. So you know, the other day before I went up to Sioux Falls, I was I was ragging on the Summit League, and I've been hard on them. I mean, the former commissioner and I basically got into an argument on the air in 2013 in Macomb, Illinois, because I was curious about the league and I was asking about the TV contract, and he goes, "Well, you know what? We take care of our South Dakota and North Dakota schools." And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> so he's no longer there. Yeah. They hit a home run with the new commissioner. I mean, I, I think he's going to think big. If I was him, I would go big, big, big with the Summit League that I'm a men's basketball conference, and we're going to pour tons of resources into it, and we're going to try and every two or three or four years get two teams into the NCAA tournament, but then I'm going to go a step further. This is what I would do if I was, if I was Josh Fenton. I would do Summit League hockey, and I would do Summit League football. I would say, you know what? Two of the best FCS programs don't play under the Summit League football umbrella because we don't have Summit League football. So a couple of the biggest brands in all of college hockey, Denver and UND, Mm -hmm. they don't play Summit League hockey. I just came from that league, which is the best hockey conference in America, the NCHC, which Omaha is part of. We're going to have Summit League hockey. I think this commissioner's thinking big about this conference because he has to because there's all these murmurs out there about Omaha to the Missouri Valley Conference or North Dakota State and South Dakota State because of football going to the Mountain West. I, he, I think they're going to have. I think they're going to do big things in the Summit League. I, I really, I really do believe that. But the biggest would be if they move that tournament out of South Dakota. That would be mammoth. It, it, and it, I don't want to make it sound like you know this better than anyone because you've you've been there every year, but. It's it's a great venue, and even when you do have to play South Dakota State and it, you're overwhelmed by the home court advantage, my interactions with South Dakota State fans have always been pleasant. It's not like it's a nasty, you know, abrasive fan base. It's not like the arena's a dump. Like, they do a good job of putting on the tournament there. I don't want anybody to think that that's where I'm coming from on my maybe displeasure for it. It's a good situation, but... That's the beauty of conference tournaments is you're supposed to have a little bit more of that neutral site feel. And if you just have a very large fan base that decides to travel, so be it. Okay, that's on you. Good good on your fan base. But when that caters itself to the South Dakota State uh, programs more than any other programs in the conference, that's a problem. And it, it, if you're if you're looking to evolve, you got to think about other opportunities, and especially with now Kansas City being a part of it, Omaha, which is a good neutral, centrally located area too. Or if you want to go up now with St. Thomas affiliation, go up to the Twin Cities. There's some great opportunities and possibilities there. All right, coming up next, uh, uh, we have Brian Christopherson coming up about 30 minutes. Darren DeVries in an hour, uh, but Matt Rule talked about practice yesterday. I wonder how Matt Rule and Allen Iverson approach practice. That's all I hear when you say that. Uh, plus, Jimmy's got an update on mornings with Sharp and Hanley at 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.